0: Thank you so much for watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are delighted to get some time with you and delighted to have our partners. Wonderful, wonderful partners. Partners, thank you for helping us to cover the earth with the Word and connect everyone to the heart of God. And Mom, I want, us, I want you to introduce, who's our, who's our guest today? Well,
1: our guest today is Jason Kusick. 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 Yep. Thank you for helping me pronounce it correctly. And his book is Anxiety Field Guide. Because I think this, this really is everybody's problem. Anxiety is a big deal, so we can be anxious over our marriage, over our health, over our money, over our job, you know, over our neighborhood even. So this is going to be a wonderful time with Jason Kusick and Anxiety the Field Guide: Healthy Habits for Long-Term Healing. So this is wonderful 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 and you need the book or books because this is a good gift everybody has a problem with anxiety so if you say you don't we'll have to pray for you for lying so because everybody has some problems god bless you and remember healthy habits for long-term healing
0: It's really good. And here's an encouraging testimony. Alyssa watched your Facebook Live on forgiveness and decided to set herself free by forgiving her brother. You know what? Sometimes anxiety is because of unforgiveness. And whatever the need is in your life, maybe you need to forgive, Uh, whatever the issues are, we would love to pray for you. So hop on the phone, get on the website, give us the opportunity, privilege of getting to pray for you. And let's watch this interview on anxiety now. Welcome to Today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are so very happy to have some time with you and super excited to introduce to you my friend, Jason Cusick, thank you so much. Thank
3: you so much. Thank wonderful you. to be with you thank you it's so much wonderful to have you <laughs> thank
0: you and Jason you have a cool book anxiety field guide but before we jump into it can you give us a little bit of a thumbnail who are you background and then we'll get into your cool book
3: yeah I was born and raised in Southern California uh, I I came to Jesus when I was in college had one of those um, spiritual moments of awakening I was sitting outside and saw the beautiful blue sky and the green grass and suddenly realized there was a God. And I was like, I have to figure out who this was. I don't know who it is. Ended up at a friend's church in South Central Los Angeles, a black church, a black gospel church, and gave my life to Jesus. Spent seven years in the black church and then um, moved into ministry where I became a hospital chaplain for 10 years, working in hospitals, caring for patients and helping bridge that connection between spirit and body and, and what God says about that. And then ended up leaving hospital chaplaincy and going into local church ministry where I've been a pastor for about 18 years. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm married, a wonderful wife of 29 years, uh, this year. And we have, uh, three kids, 24, 22 and 16.
0: Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> fun years. Yeah, it's great. Oh, my great, goodness. Years. <laughs> great years. Totally good. And <laughs> one of the things you talk about in the anxiety field guide, and of course you want to get a copy cause this is an amazing book. Um, but you talk about exposure to anxiety, exposing like, and kind of stepping into it. Why is that helpful?
3: Yeah. My own experience with anxiety, and a lot of this comes from healing from a lot of really intense anxiety in my life. I didn't realize that Anxiety is often an intolerance to uncertainty. Basically, I don't know what's going to happen, and I can't handle it, so I avoid it. The way to actually overcome your anxiety is not through avoiding it, it's through facing it. And then when we face our anxiety, we begin to relearn, not just what we believe, but our brain actually begins responding differently to the anxious thing. So I'll give you an example. I mean, you you can both probably think of something in your life that when you were a little girl, you were afraid of it. And now you're not afraid of it as a grown woman. I'll say for me, I was afraid of swimming when I was a little boy. Look over in the water, I, I can't swim, I'm afraid. I'm not afraid of swimming anymore but that's not because I stayed away from pools. I overcame my anxiety about swimming by learning to swim. And so the goal in dealing with anxiety is to figure out what you're afraid of and face it. And that's how all the basic principle of all anxiety treatment is through what's called exposure.
1: So say that again, just that definition.
3: Yeah. If you're going to overcome anxiety, the way to overcome anxiety is not to avoid what you're afraid of, but to face it. You're afraid of crowds. Okay. You can overcome that. You know how? Start getting into crowds. If you're afraid of elevators, you know how you overcome that? start, you you don't have to just go into it and maybe just sit outside of an elevator for a little while and let yourself get anxious and then talk yourself down. And then maybe you step into an elevator and then you get back out before the doors close (sighs) and then you calm yourself down. And at some point, the more you're engaging with it, the more your brain says, I guess we don't have to be afraid of this anymore. That's how we overcome our fears. And that beautiful story in the Bible, when Jesus is telling Peter, step out of the boat, Peter does it. So that has been the most helpful thing to me Mm -hmm. of being able to learn. I can't control what is going to happen, but the way to get better is to learn to swim. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And, and, uh, I'm thinking of snakes.
4: Oh snakes. I hate snakes. Yeah. And all I'm thinking of is like Raiders of the Lost Ark. And yes. he
0: drops in that pit and there's snakes everywhere. Why did it have but to be snakes? Yeah, there's yeah. plexiglass though in in that thing. Yeah. But you overcame pure snakes. How did you do it?
1: <laughs> well, they would sit outside on our sidewalk. Yeah. And so I picked up rocks <laughs> and thought the next time I see a snake. You're going to (laughs) die. And so I hit the snake.
3: That'll do it. So
1: that took care of it. That'll do it. And so from time to time, if there were snakes, they didn't want to stay near our house.
0: No, but they'd crawl away and the tail would (laughs) be stuck on the sidewalk,
3: which was like, no bueno. (laughs) But that's really different than saying, I'm afraid of snakes, so when I see a snake, I'm going to run away. Instead, I'm afraid of snakes. I'm going to actually do something about that. Yeah. My wife had a terrible fear of spiders. I mean, we'd have a spider in our house and she'd be like, I want nothing to do with that. I started working through this stuff. I started talking to her about this idea of exposure. And she said, you know what? I'm going to look at some videos of spiders on YouTube. And she was, okay, all right, that's enough. Okay, and then she started watching more videos of spiders on YouTube. And she realized the more she looked at them, the less she was triggered by them. And then over a period of time, she got to a point where when she saw a spider nearby, she wouldn't freak out. And now she's at the point where she's the primary spider killer in the house. So now (laughs) she can do it. That is what's called desensitization. Now it happens on the other side of things. <clears throat> excuse me, it happens on the other side of things. The Bible warns us to not become desensitized to sin. Right. The more we sin, the more our soul can just get used to it and we become mm-hmm. kind of numb. Mm-hmm. We don't want that to happen, but when it comes to our anxiety and fears, I think God does want us to become a little bit more numb or word we talked about just earlier before this, resilient mm-hmm. maybe I can learn to handle anxiety better
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I just want to encourage you you might be watching right now and you're like oh, that idea of exposing my you know I've always run fight or flight you know Um, I just want to encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you, that God would help you in terms of facing that and whatever that could look like. Sometimes it could be little incremental steps. Sometimes it might just be, you know, a giant plunge off the deep end, maybe. I don't know. But just hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you. And grab your copy of the Anxiety Field Guide. And I would strongly encourage you. This resource, massively practical, extremely helpful. And walks you through stuff that you're thinking and working in and dealing with. And, and really helps you to overcome it so that you're not just the victim to it. Instead, you can see it as a, as a resource, as a tool, something that God gave you. And, you know, sometimes we talked about this. Anxiety can get kind of the, a bad rap. And it's not always, shouldn't, shouldn't always be a bad rap. How come?
3: Yeah, so anxiety is <clears throat> God's self-protective mechanism in us. But God doesn't want us to live in anxiety. Yeah. The Bible says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, yeah. meaning a disposition of fear. We're not supposed to be afraid all the time. Being afraid of things is actually good. We should be afraid of things, the Bible tells us to fear God. Right. So fear isn't bad. But when fear is our disposition, that's bad. Instead, he wants to give us love
0: mm-hmm.
3: and courage and a sound mind. So what if we said, okay, I'm feeling anxious. Let me kind of just hold that. Let me move forward the way God wants me to move.
0: Mm -hmm. So it doesn't constrict and bind and dominate and overwhelm and control. And I just encourage you, we're going to come back in just a little minute and talk through some more very helpful keys for you in terms of letting God really work in you to overcome and be an overcomer in these various areas that have seemed to be debilitating to you. So I want you to stay tuned. But as you're waiting here in just a few moments, just hop on the phone, get on the website, give us the privilege and opportunity to pray for you. And whatever the needs are in your life, could be financial needs, could be medical needs, could be relational, emotional issues, just hop on the phone let us pray for you.
2: The pressures of modern life can cause anxiety, and anxiety is on the rise. The good news is that you can break free from anxiety. For your gift of $30 or more, we will send you The Anxiety Field Guide by Jason Cusick filled with practical advice and the hope of christ the anxiety field guide is a rich resource for both those who suffer from anxiety and those in a position to help them we will also send you marilyn's breaking free from fear mini book and sarah's hope for the future dvd faith can empower you to be set free from fear and set you up for anointed success and for your gift of 100 dollars or more we will also send you our healing prayer shawl This shawl will encourage your faith and draw you closer to the Father as you read and meditate on the word. There is grace and victory for your emotional healing. Call or click today for this amazing resource.
4: In parts of Asia, babies and toddlers growing up in the sex industry do not have safe childhoods. Instead, they are left on the streets abused and neglected while their mothers work they have nowhere safe to go you can change this nightcare provides a safe place for these babies and toddlers where they are loved and cared for every night at the center they are given a nutritious meal toys to play with and a safe place to sleep Help us provide safe childhoods for these babies and toddlers. Help us protect babies and toddlers from the horrors of the sex industry. $38 protects one baby for one month. Donate now by calling 800-627-1995.
1: Jason, you talk about choosing joy. How do we do that? That's a big deal.
3: Yeah. Marilyn, you've talked a lot about this over the years, right? So, I mean, I think this is one of those beautiful principles in the New Testament that our feelings and the direction of our hearts and our minds, um, there is part of that that is under our control, and there's part of it that isn't, right? So we get anxious feelings. We get fearful thoughts that come into our mind. Okay, that happens. Don't panic. But then the Bible instructs us that we we have a choice to make at that point. We can choose joy. And I can just say for me, like as an anxious person, as a worrying person, I'll go down a rabbit hole with catastrophizing. I'll be saying, oh, this is the worst scenario. Oh, this is I'll think about stuff until it's the worst possible situation in the world. So I have to be intentional to have joy. I have to make a decision. In fact, I made a decision a few years ago. I said, I'm not getting out of bed in the morning until I am getting out of bed with gratitude. Now, sometimes times I'm in bed a little bit longer than I should be in order to do that, but. I make a decision, what is it that I can be excited about today? How has God worked in my life already? How could God work today? And that's a choice I have to make. And if, and if, if people in your audience are dealing with anxiety and, and, and fear and intrusive thoughts and feelings, you might not be able to do anything about the thoughts and feelings that pop up in your mind but you can do something about where you go from there. And that's the decision to say, yes, I'm gonna focus on the good. Like Paul says, whatsoever is true and praiseworthy and pure and admirable, think about these things. Um, The sad part is we live in a culture that's just bombarding us with bad news. Here's more bad news to think about. Here's something going on in the world that you can't do anything about. Instead of saying, let me focus on what I can do something about. And the relationship's right in front of me.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really good. And I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. Um, I know that's such a powerful principle in terms of thinking, what can I be grateful for? And don't get out of bed until you get some gratitude. And and again, grab your copy of the Anxiety Field Guide. You know, another thing, the principle that's helped me um, somewhat, you know, like that worst case scenario. You know, running through, well, what happens if this and this and this? And one time I felt God say to me, yeah, but if that does happen, I'll be there. Oh, I was already there. Sweet. And, sweet. and if I know, if you know that, if you're with me, you know that I'm with you, yeah. then no matter what, I mean, you know, fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and, and the fourth person, okay, Jesus is there. Yeah. Jesus is in this, and I didn't know, I didn't know what, ha- I didn't anticipate this, but Jesus already knew. And was it, and is there present now? No shocks, no surprises. God does, you don't catch God off
3: guard. Right, you know, and I think something that's so liberating about that too, is it's, I believe God is with me, but it doesn't necessarily mean that my anxious thoughts and feelings are gonna go away. I, I, yeah. God's with me, even with those. I think sometimes we think that's good. God, would you just show up? As if when God shows up, all of that stuff goes, but. We don't see that throughout scripture. Yeah. We see people who are anxious and restless and they are with God and God's not condemning them for that. Yeah. I think even the idea of go back for a second and talk about waking up in the morning and not getting out of bed until uh, you have gratitude. I mean some of us really struggle with getting out of bed in the morning. Um, choosing joy doesn't mean extinguishing the anxious feelings. I think sometimes we're like I got to I gotta shut this feeling down. No, no, no. You can still have it and choose joy and be focused forward. And I think we have to be careful that we're not trying to fight something that God's not calling us to fight. Mm. I have an anxious thought and feeling. Okay, now let me go serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And maybe those can exist together. And the more I'm serving God, maybe some of that anxiety will begin to minimize. But if we focus on it and we make that the center of it, I'll get anxious about my anxiety. <laughs> and then I'm just swirling yeah. down into that drain again. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And it's the cogitation trap. Yeah. You just kind of but I think too, and I found that there are times, and I think it's the exposure piece that you talked about earlier, is when you go into something and you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna step into this and I'm gonna recognize God is with me in this. And then I've watched God kind of, and God has taken me and like said, hey, look in the rearview mirror. Remember how you were anxious going in? I was I do. And, and how about now? I don't have that. And it's interesting. And some are uh, kind of dissipates and evaporates along the way. Not always, but I've had that.
3: Yeah. And in neuroscience, they call this uh, neuroplasticity. And the idea that our our brain, uh, God has made our bodies in such an amazing way. And our brains have the ability to learn and keep learning throughout our entire lifetime. So some of us have these pathways that are locked in, especially when we've experienced trauma or abuse. Sometimes those fear pathways are really strong. But God has designed our brains that we can begin new practices, new ways of seeing things, new ways of talking to ourselves. And over time, our brain will begin kind of rewiring. And that's part of choosing joy. That's the choice we're making to say, I'm going to start developing some new habits and some new spiritual practices that will actually change me from the inside out. And the beautiful thing is our modern neuroscience is backing up all of this stuff that Jesus and the New Testament have shown us for 2000 years.
0: (laughs) That's pretty cool. (laughs) I wanna ask one more quick thing, progress versus perfection. How do you navigate that?
3: I tell myself and other people, rather than looking at life and spiritual growth as pass fail, why don't we look at it as a continuum? On a scale of one to 10, am I doing spiritually better than I was last year? On a scale of one to 10, am I doing a little bit better than I was last month? I think for followers of Jesus, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And then we read that pressure into things like be holy for I am holy really, which I think is really saying be spiritually mature because I am spiritually mature. If we can learn to measure progress rather than look for the ideal, the ideals in heaven. And Paul said something to Timothy when he was writing to his, his young pastoral protege, Paul says to Timothy, he says, stay in the word, keep preaching so that everyone will see your progress.
1: progress
3: yep. Not so everybody will see the final product. It's the beauty that we get the progress. when we do spiritual relationships <laughs> together, we go, wow, you're a lot different than you were years ago.
1: I think that is so wonderful. Now, I want to encourage you, because you say, I'm really getting something out of this program. But you need the book, because you need to go back through it and say, yeah, this is what I got. And then sometimes you need to read it to remind yourself, come on, snap out of it. (laughs) I used to say, put a rubber band around your head and snap out of it. But I think truth helps you to snap out of it. And so I, I still have to snap out of it sometimes because I think, oh, my goodness, what would happen if this happened to my grandchildren driving home from ORU? Oh, oh, and I think, snap out of it. You know, you're praying over them. Do, do you not believe that God answers your prayers? Or do you just say words and doesn't mean a thing? So that's why I like this book. And that's why I like to give this book to people. You want to be a true friend to someone? Give them the truth. Mm. Give them the truth. Mm. And so, you know, I'm looking for opportunities to give people truth. But they're not always going to listen to me. They'll say, oh, that old lady? No, thank you. But you can give them a book and you can give truth and
2: say, I know you'll love this book. Well, maybe they'll read it. Absolutely. The pressures of modern life can cause anxiety, and anxiety is on the rise. The good news is that you can break free from anxiety. For your gift of $30 or more, we will send you The Anxiety Field Guide by Jason Cusick. Filled with practical advice and the hope of Christ, The Anxiety Field Guide is a rich resource for both those who suffer from anxiety and those in a position to help them. We will also send you Marilyn's Breaking Free from Fear mini-book and Sarah's Hope for the Future DVD. Faith can empower you to be set free from fear and set you up for anointed success. And for your gift of $100 or more, we will also send you our Healing Prayer Shawl. This shawl will encourage your faith and draw you closer to the Father as you read and meditate on the Word. There is grace and victory for your emotional healing. Call or click today for this amazing resource.
0: Thank you so much for watching this interview. Jason, would you pray for our audience?
3: Yeah, for sure. God, thank you for the opportunity to be together today. And thank you as we're, as we're learning and thinking more about anxiety. Thank you that we don't have to be embarrassed because you love us. Mm-hmm. You care about us. And God, thank you that you came down into this world in the person of Jesus, fully human, So you know what it feels like to be anxious. Thank you that you love us just as we are and you are right there with us, helping us move from being filled and and, and, and wrestling with anxious thoughts and feelings to following you in a new and different way. God, we know all those feelings and thoughts that we have. They're not gonna go away right away. But God, thank you that you can Help us face our fears. With you, we can face anything. Mm -hmm. And we thank you, surround us with people who can encourage us and understand us in that way. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: I think this, this is one of the best programs we have ever had. So I want you to be sure you get the book. Right? You say, but you're always saying that. But not today. I'm saying it just for you, for you to get it, because we all need to have help. Now say with me, today, today is the best day of my life because Jesus Christ lives big in me today.